Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. Uh, actually, not another. This is the very first, the inaugural Keto Man's podcast, and we're excited that you are listening. My name is Chris Duckett, and I'm going to be one of your hosts. I've got a couple other great guys here that I want to introduce you to. Number one, I want to introduce Jim Inman. He's a great guy. He's one of the admins. Uh, well, actually, both these guys are the admins over at the Keto Man's Club Facebook group. And we, we we all kind of met there. Uh, so Jim Inman, say hi. Hello, Chris. Nice to uh, chat with you. Absolutely. And on the other side of me, virtually across the internet, we have Alberto Casayas. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you had that dramatic pause. I think that's what's going to make this show so much better <laughs> from here on out. That dra- dramatic pause before yeah. you... Uh, start into the conversation <laughs> glad to have you guys on this is awesome yeah okay you as the listeners will have heard our intro which has a little bit about us but we want to talk a little bit more about that in this first episode we want to make sure that you know what we're about why we're here uh what we're trying to do uh, with this crazy recording thing so let me talk a little bit more about myself um give myself uh, or give, give give you a little bit more information about who I am. We're going to go deep into all of all three of us at, at some point in the future. I'm originally from Kansas City, but I uh, currently reside in a town just outside of Austin, Texas. And I do tech support as well as podcast editing and post-production. Actually, technically have the company name Ducket Production Services. So if you ever are in the market for podcast services, please hit me up. Uh, I've been ketogenic for just about two years now. And I started out about 280 pounds, uh, at least the, the last uh, recorded number. Since then, I have lost uh, at most about 60 pounds. I'm up a little bit right now, and we'll talk more about that at some point in the future, but plan to get right back down to uh, to that and even lower weight. But I will say that regardless of my weight, I'm in the best health of my life. And that is the most important thing to me. Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am in Bloomington, Indiana. So I'm about 50 miles south of Indianapolis. I work in community service. I work for our local chamber of commerce. I've been doing that for a couple, three years now. I have been doing local radio in Southern Indiana for about 15 years. As the joke goes, I was blessed with a face for radio. I have taken full advantage of that. I host a uh, weekly program in Bloomington, Indiana called the Bloomington Review. I have lived in Bloomington my whole life, been involved in a number of activities over the years, started the, the Keto Man's Club back in April 2017 with the idea of trying to get like-minded guys together in the same virtual room, so so to speak. And again, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more later on in the program. Family history of heart illness. And so a combination of factors have kind of put me in that spot and in the right place at the right time and formed the group, which has evolved over a couple, three years now. And 
as our listeners are going to learn uh, throughout every show, there's a lot of good stuff that has come out of this interaction on Facebook, and we're excited to take it to the next chapter. So looking forward to sharing stories and things like that um, in the coming uh, podcast. Awesome. Uh, Alberto, tell us a little bit about yourself. How's it going? Uh, Alberto Casillas, third year ketogenic. It's been an experience, that's for sure. Uh, my entire career and background is all automotive paint related. My very first job was at a car wash, and my most recent job is training automotive painters on pretty much how to make more money. Currently live in Austin myself, bounced around all over the place. This is the fourth state I've lived in, and this will be the final state I live in. Uh, got into keto, ironically enough, through a random work encounter while training an automotive painter. And uh, just kind of decided, you know what, let's give this thing an eight-week shot, cross it off the list. It's not going to work anyways. Uh, as I stated, that was, uh, that was over two years ago. And in the process of those two years, it has fixed all of my metabolic issues, all of my intestinal issues that stem from ulcerative colitis. Uh, also currently in the best health of my life and proving all my doctors wrong when they said I'd be on medication forever. So I just like to stick it to them every once in a while. What's that counter up to? <laughs> the counter, last I checked, I'll double check it right now, but we are in the 320s. 333 days, 11 hours, 34 minutes, and 24, 25, 26 seconds since I last took any of the medication I was told I would be on for life. Woohoo! That's pretty phenomenal. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah that, that, that one's real cool. It's just, it's just... You know, you're you're pretty much trained to say, you know, this is how it's going to be. You're always going to be miserable. Back aches are normal. Joint aches are normal. You know, your knees are always going to hurt. Yeah, you're in great shape. Never mind the fact that you, you can't stop gaining weight. That was fine, according to them. And I have always refused to believe it. And I just like, I always thought to myself, it can't be this hard. Like, life can't be this hard. How do people do this? And uh, sure enough, man, you come across something that clicks with your body and eliminate a bunch of bad foods and everything just seems to turn around in short order. It's a, don't get me wrong. I, it's nothing short of miraculous. And I, I'm thankful every single day for it. Absolutely. We'll dig more into all of that. You know, what, what some of your doctors have said, things like that in future episodes, probably Jim, let's dive a little bit deeper into how all of this got started. Facebook group kind of, you, you touched on some of it, but let's dive deep into all that. Sure. So, um, like I mentioned, the group started back officially and formally, excuse me, in April 2017. So about sometime in 2015, early 2016, it was one of those standard things that most all people in that early middle age range face where the job stress and life and family and everything kind of builds up. And I was working at the time in my office and had a, uh, a work situation arise that completely caught, caught me off guard and literally thought I was having a heart attack. The chest pain and tight uh, tightness and all kinds of things. And I told a coworker semi-jokingly, um, I'm going to go in my office, lay down for a few minutes, and if I'm not back in 10 minutes, call the ambulance. And she said, well, we're going to give you three minutes instead. We won't give you the full 10. Uh, ended up being, though, uh, not a heart attack, but an anxiety attack. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, um, family issues with heart disease. My father uh, passed away at age 55 from congestive heart failure. So at that time of getting ready to turn 39, 40 years old, uh, reached out to a family physician and got a cardiology referral. Everything checked out, but you need to lose weight kind of thing. 
So started doing some digging. I'd done different things over the years. I'd done a couple different intense uh, fitness boot camps where you were doing powders and fake bread, Ezekiel bread and all kinds of things. And they would work and I would drop 30, 40 pounds and be in really good shape and everything. But then as soon as you came off of that and wanted to try and live a normal life, so to speak, it wasn't working. I would gain right back and kind of that yo-yo aspect as most people do anymore. Got onto Facebook and Google and searched around and everything and uh, looked for ideas and discovered this keto plan. And, you know, basically it kind of initially started off with hey, you eat a lot of bacon, you eat a lot of eggs, a variety of things like, oh, well, this sounds pretty decent. Started searching around and Facebook has become that uh, social club and all of these different groups and everything. Well, I joined a couple different ketogenic groups on there and learned some of the basics and so on. But as I learned more about the process and learned what was involved in it, I realized that I was seeing the repetitive questions, the beginner stuff so to speak, um, in those keto groups. And that's great. I, I totally encourage anybody that's wanting to learn about this way of eating or WOE as the acronym is that you'll often see online. The, there's a place for that. But I was looking for a place that was at like the 200 or even 300 level where, okay, you're in it. You know what you're doing kind of thing. You don't need the basics questions answered anymore, but more of the fine tuning and whatnot. So I talked, actually had talked with a guy named Nick in one of those groups and said, hey, I'm going to form this group for guys and just see how it goes. And you're going to be my first friend in the group. And so started that and kind of finagled some comments in here and there in different keto groups about, hey, congratulations on your success. If you're interested, come check out the Keto Man's Club. And, you know, some groups were cool with that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the tag and everything. So it, sometimes it worked really well. Other groups were like, ah, you're a jerk. You don't talk about your group and our group kind of thing. Eh, that's fine, whatever, because we have a podcast now and they don't. So I'm kind of cool with that idea. <laughs> it's it's grown, like I said, uh, two plus years now to a few thousand guys in this group. And the thing that has really impressed me the most about all of this is that the attitudes towards one another are very friendly, very encouraging. There's good natured ribbing and everything. But by the same token, there are men in these groups who are sharing a lot of the personal struggles that they have uh, dealt with over the years that have put them in a position where they need to lose weight. There's been some kind of trauma in their past. They are feeling like they're stuck in their work or their personal life. Everybody's got a story and everybody has uh, something that has put them in a place where they feel like they've got to find an option, find a new way of doing things uh, to get out of that rut. Keto Man's Club has definitely that overlying theme of the way of eating and weight loss and overall health and such. Uh, but we've also found that the the members of the group can support each other through illness and loss and job challenges and things like that. So what it has become is this true band of brothers, and it's just been an exciting way to witness guys not only be successful physically, but also getting successful emotionally, uh, spiritually, everything all in there kind of thing. And I'm not a psychologist. I've never claimed to be. I just think I've got a pretty good ear and a pretty good heart. And um, like you guys who help with the group and the other admins and moderators, we've just seen it flourish. And it's been a an awesome experience that 
Uh, when you think about social media and 12-year-old girls taking selfie photos with duck faces and everything, that's not what our group is about. Our group is about how to make the best freaking barbecue in the Instant Pot or on the barbecue uh, or whatever the case may be. And it's great. I mean, it's absolutely been phenomenal. Amen. It really is one of the groups that I, if I was to cut out of all of the groups, that, you know, trying to cut back on my social media, unfriend people, you know, just try to, to clear the space. I would not be able to clear off the Keto Man's Club from my from my Facebook. That that's not something I would be personally willing to do because it's too too tight knit of group. It means too much to me. The 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 feedback, the friendships, both virtual and uh, real. Alberto had me over to his house, or uh, had a few of us over to his house for a barbecue not too long ago. Had a hawk that ate a mouse. It was uh, it was sweet. Hundred percent carnivore. Hundred percent carnivore. I ate a steak with my hands. It was it was great. <laughs> but we, you know, we we are real guys and a real group. And I think if nothing else, that's what I want our podcast to, to support from my aspect of things. That's what I'm drawn to with this is I want us to find one more avenue to be able to bring that realness, a place for men to be able to re be real with each other, to be a band of brothers. I don't have a military background. I would not make it in the, in the military. But that is out of all the aspects that I have seen in those who have been in the military, that is the aspect that I would that I that I kind of wish I might have had had I gone that path, and so I kind of have that now, and it's really cool, and I'm I'm glad to have it, and I'm glad to have you guys. And I want to I I want to add one thing really quick, Chris. Um, there's nothing against the wonderful women in the world True. at all. This group, like I said, though, was designed for a niche, so to speak, for the guys who are focused on this way of eating. So it is truly the Keto Man's Club. We haven't had any ladies in there or anything like that. We love They've you all. Tried. There's Yes, they do. There is nothing meant to uh, be rude or obnoxious or anything towards uh, the ladies out there who are doing this way of eating as well. This is just our own little uh, man cave of uh, eating steak and bacon and having a having a nice Sunday afternoon <laughs> going carnivore, so to speak. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. No one, no harm towards anybody. It's just the way the group was formed and we found it to be pretty darn successful. Absolutely. So I, I guess the next thing uh, that I would uh, like to dig into uh, is kind of the mission statement that we've come up with the podcast. It mirrors really the, the mission statement that we have for the group. But Alberto, would you read that off? Mission statement we have is to inform, educate, entertain, and support men looking to be healthy in all aspects of life. And I've said it in the past, and, and, I'll, and I'll continue to say it. You've heard me sit, preach it over and over in the club. Weight loss should be a side effect of being a healthy person. I mean, everybody wants to lose weight. That's the name of the game. It's under, that's never going to change. I get that. But we just got to – I just like to push the idea that when you become the healthiest version of yourself, weight loss is an inevitable side effect. Yeah, that that's absolutely the truth. Um, I'm glad that I lost the weight that I did, but the thing that drew me to ke the ketogenic diet originally, really, it was like, okay, I can lose some weight. That's cool. But this just makes sense as far as like the way that people ate for thousands of years. Why uh, did we change this? Why am I eating all this processed crap uh, that's out there? Um, I, I, and, and, and it made me think, it made me wonder, okay, if my body was really designed to eat this stuff, wouldn't it 
do okay? Wouldn't I not be pre-diabetic? Wouldn't I not, you know, those wouldn't I find balance in my life? And the truth was I didn't have balance. I was uh, low testosterone. I was 35 at the time. And so I, or right, coming right up on 35, I don't remember which, I think it was after. Um, but I, you know, I was coming to that point where I'm going, okay, I'm starting to actually get maybe kind of a little bit old and I need to maybe start taking care of myself so that I actually last until like 70. Um, and so it, I, I had tried different things, but this, this, just seemed so simple and so clear cut. And it just, it wasn't math as much, you know, yes, I had to learn how to do macros, but it wasn't math to figure out the Weight Watcher system. It was math to, okay, just count this up. This is how much you get for the day. And it, it, this is why the science actually made sense to me. And I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. And uh, so it, it, the the goal for me was to be healthy, to have longevity, and then I learned about the mental clarity and the fact that right now, whenever I'm really well into a state of ketosis, I'm no longer feeling the major effects of ADD that I felt the majority of my life. I have clarity of thought and I can actually sometimes focus on one thing at a time. And uh, I just have a lot more, more control, a lot more energy than I ever had before. Um, and so the weight was secondary. I lost the 40 pounds really quick and that was nice. That was life changing. Um, but that wasn't the really, the real thing that I, that I gained from it. So I, I guess that that probably sums up my important, most important thing that I learned about keto was that it was, uh, the, was the way for me to find stability, to find homeostasis with my body and find longevity and health. Um, so, Jim, what would you you say like the the most important item or thing was that you learned uh, when coming to keto? I think that um, starting out was that so many people were so concerned about being perfect on it that um, the the idea of macros and how many carbs to eat, how many how much protein, how much fat, all of these different things, and um, you know, you find out that the uh, pork rinds that you bought at the grocery store have X amount of sugar in them that you didn't realize. And so all of a sudden you're like, well, heck with it. I'm just going to go get a gallon of ice cream and uh, throw it all away because I didn't make it. No, that is that is not how this has to be. You can go into this um, easy, eyes open, adjusting, learning, tweaking and everything we live in this wonderful world of technology where there are food trackers on uh, your phones and your tablets and your computers and all these different ways of getting those numbers and fine tuning. Um, plus, you know, we've all come together because of social media and Facebook. There are uh, so many opportunities out there to learn um, ways of eating that fall into the ketogenic lifestyle. So you don't feel you don't have to recreate a wheel every day. Um, you can do food prep very easily on a Sunday afternoon and good for lunch for the the entire work week. So I think that um, the biggest thing is it's not that hard. You don't have to overthink it that much. Um, even if you're uh, going out to dinner or something and you don't know what to eat at a certain restaurant, um, you can you can find resources that say, oh, we'll try this or ask for this on the side rather than on it. And you drop, you know, 16 carbs or 20 grams of sugar, whatever the case may be, everything is different, but, um, 
just really easing into it and finding your your path and then uh as your momentum grows um on this way of eating you'll also start uh being able to do more with um your knowledge about eating this way and you can find um alternatives to different things that you didn't think you could ever have again yeah that's really good uh yeah, I, that was probably the thing that was the most deterrent for me when I tried to do the the Weight Watchers online thing is I, I didn't have any clue how to bake perfect. Like I didn't have any idea. And and so I just gave up. I, I don't think I don't think I made two or three days on that thing. I, I, I literally just gave up because I'm like, I can't do it. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't even I but I was also trying to think, OK, well, I've got to do this perfect. And well, I didn't know what perfect was. They did. That was a clear enough for me. Alberto, how about you? What, what are you? Thinking? Uh, for me, like like we say, the, the simplicity. What you got going? You know, you get overwhelmed when the, we're in this world of supplements and protein shakes and vitamins and fat burners and vitamin packs and you know all this other stuff that that you, and and I took it all. Like I'm guilty of it. I, I took it all. I had three different tubs of protein when I started keto because that's what I thought I needed, and I couldn't stop gaining weight. I couldn't stop being achy. I couldn't stop being miserable. And, you know, sure enough, you, you just kind of stick to the, the simple part. It was for me, it was as simple as, all right, here, here's step one, cook a piece of protein, find something green to go with it. There's your meal. And so for a couple of weeks, I did just that. And then as you keep researching and, and poking along and then, you know, more things start to come, start to come. And before you know, it, it's, it's just second nature, throw a steak on the grill while that's cooking, heat up these mushrooms and the spinach and, and got yourself a really good meal that had a total of three ingredients in it, as opposed to the stuff I was shoving in my face prior to that. What, what's that thing that you you tell people all the time in the in the comments? Uh, <laughs> is it lift and eat steak? Steaks over shakes. Every <laughs> day. Steaks over shakes. That's it. Steaks <laughs> over shakes. And, uh, and look, and I and I am well aware that people have their protein shakes, and there is a place for them, and you can use them. But when I started keto. My whole thing was to do it with for as little money as humanly possible and to completely cut out every supplement that I that I had bought in my previous life. Like I was like, I got to be able to if I'm going to do this. I've got to be able to do this 100 percent supplement free because that's how sustainable I wanted this to be. I don't got to be worried about when I'm down to my last third of protein powder that, oh, no, I got to run out and get no here. I got to get more eggs. That's my biggest problem. I got a freezer full of steak. I'm not going to run out of that for a while. <laughs> and you bring up a good point also that this is not a expensive way of eating either. I mean, you know, you can get ground beef, steak, eggs, all that stuff. You can get it at your regular grocery store and do just fine. Yeah. And, and it was fun. We had just had this conversation and it, and it was one of the comments in the group and I said, and it was a, there's a beautiful ebb and a flow because like you first get on keto and you're just like, wow, I'm saving so much money. And then you start researching and you start making all these fancy desserts and fancy cakes. The next thing you know, your, your, your grocery bill goes through the roof because you're into all these elaborate recipes and you're like a miniature master chef. And <laughs> then you get to, the, you get to this point where, where you kind of get sick of that. And then you end up going right back down to the basics and you find yourself going back to what you started at, which is pretty much just a hunk of meat and some greens. And then Lo and behold, keto is affordable again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Let's each one uh, of us go through a couple, uh, let, let's say two or three things that you wish every man, whether they are on the ketogenic diet currently or not, knew about 
what keto could do for them. So, uh, Alberto, do you want to start that out? Uh, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think we can all we can all agree and we can all relate to aches and pains. Uh, like I said, I was a, a master technician, automotive painter by trade. Part of the reason I got out of automotive painting is because it was wreaking havoc on my knees and my back. And I was early 30s, 31, 32 years old. And I'm like, and I knew at that time, like, I know people that are lifelong painters and I knew I wasn't one of them. I, I wasn't going to be able to hang. The irony of that is all of those ailments are now gone because of keto, <laughs> but uh, there's no going back. You know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. So yeah, the, 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 the reduction of inflammation, uh, the aches and pains that, that were part of everyday life, the aches and pains that there are guys out there that take aspirin, that take Advil or take, you know, some kind of medication for them just to get out of bed and get through the day is not necessary. You know, they, they just, all this stuff just seems to tend to go away in time if you stick with it long enough. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, the, so the other thing I would say that um, I'm trying to word this right to try to get my point off as quickly as possible, but uh, the goal should not be ketosis. It should be fat adaptation and fat adaptation gets better and it evolves. And I, I like to use uh, a similar description saying like uh, I used to be in the martial arts when I was in my early twenties. Uh, when you achieve a black belt, you're not done with Taekwondo you technically just started like your journey has just begun and fat adaptation kind of follows that same thing. Like just because you come fat at become fat adapted, that doesn't mean you're done with keto. Like, Hey, I've made it now. What? Oh, that is an evolving process that never stops. Like personally, I just am, I would say over the course of the last three weeks or months, like I'm finding it very hard to tolerate any artificial sweeteners. And that is brand new to me that I never had that problem for. Occasionally I'd sip on a Coke zero when I had the, urge for one and just keep on rocking with my day now it's a uh, disaster pants <laughs> put it <laughs> they put it bluntly and that, that's a new one and, and maybe it's a little phase i'm going through maybe it's because i haven't had them in a while but i've never had this kind of adverse reaction to that kind of thing and 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 maybe this is just the next evolution of, of me just how my body reacts and how i gotta how i gotta keep keep things true in order for me to to stay healthy and thrive yeah good jim how about you <laughs> Um, I would think, I think that I would say, um, one of the big things is cause Alberto's covered the, the diet side of things is that the idea that men don't care about their physical appearance is actually, um, very much not the case. Um, you know, as we get older, you know, the kind of the assumption is you're going to get the the paunch and all this other stuff that we kind of just expect for men in their middle age and getting older and everything. And it doesn't have to be that the case at all. Um, what I've seen, um, from some of the private conversations I've had with members of the keto man's club and some of the posts in the club, um, have been from guys who, uh, were embarrassed to go swimming with their kids on vacation or to take that, uh, 10th, 25th, whatever anniversary cruise with their, their wife and, you know, just not feeling like they, they look the part, so to speak. And I've seen those changes as, uh, guys have, um, lost weight, become healthier in so many different ways where they're like, you know, proud of the fact that they went out and bought a new suit and looking good and everything. And who knew that this could come 
from eating bacon and steak and salad and all this, all these other things that fall in that way of eating. So I think the psychological benefits of finding this way that doesn't feel like a diet that doesn't require you to necessarily have to go buy protein shakes and things like that. And suddenly you dropped one, two, four belt notches. You're wearing stuff that you haven't worn in five or seven years. You're getting people that you haven't seen for a while who do a double take when you pass them in the street and like, wow, I wouldn't have known you. You look 10 years younger. Those are the things that come from this change, uh, that come from this way of eating that are so valuable for a person's mental health. Um, you know, and I, I say all of this with the caveat of, you know, I, I judge people by how they treat the server and whether they kick a dog kind of thing. I don't care if you're tall, short, skinny, fat, whatever the case may be. So I don't say any of this to be discouraging for people who are just starting on this journey or are struggling with this journey. Um, all of that there's so many parts that play into this, but I hope that, and we've seen this in the keto man's club on Facebook, we've seen where guys have found, um, a renewed sense of self for feeling better and looking better. And what, what isn't great about that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, and, I, and I'm all for everyone. I mean, I want everyone to succeed so bad. I mean, even in my personal life with friends, people that start businesses, I just want everyone to be successful. And as far as the keto man's club goes, nothing makes me happier than when a dude to post a picture of himself and be like, I dug this shirt out from seven years ago. And I just mm -hmm. kind of kept it because it was my favorite shirt. I knew I was never going to wear it again. And there they are. Not, and most of the time, not only are they wearing it, they're wearing it well and it fits them better than, it's, than it fit them when they originally bought it. And the that little things like that large on them. Exactly. And it's those little things like I'm like, that's what it's about right there. You know, that's what mm -hmm. it's about. I kept like my my quote unquote skinny pants and my quote unquote skinny shirt. I got rid of everything else. I was never going to fit in. I'm like, I'm keeping this one shirt and I'm keeping this one pair of pants and I still got them and I'll put them on once in a while. And I just kind of sit there and just nod and like, all right, we made it. We're here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, all, you're also the guy, let's just be honest, who um, probably has the most shirtless picks in the entire group as well. And so, you know, that's, a, that's a pretty good thing. Also. Yeah. yeah I, I managed to wear a shirt this entire time. If you can believe it. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, we, and the world, go ahead, Jim. Uh, no, no, no. It was just going to be a stupid joke. I'm not even going down. That road. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a good thing, at least for now that this isn't a video podcast, but, um, but yeah, it, you know, in the future and especially when it gets into summer and that shed of yours, Alberto is hot. Uh, yeah, we, it, you, you might be shirtless in some of these. I have a feeling. Yes. And by shed, let's, let's, let me just clarify. The house I came, I bought came with a 12 by 20 insulated shed with electricity run to it. It's not like I'm sitting in a metal garden shed. And uh, it is actually the only thing that's stopping it from being an art studio is I have yet to do any art out of it. But I, I mean, I have a motorcycle helmet here that I'm about to start working on. I have panels that I'm working on. It will be my little automotive art studio. Another one of my passions. Uh, believe it or not, I don't live for working out. I actually live for painting cars. And working out has just been a way for me to relieve stress and not want to punch people in the face the other 12 hours of the day I'm in public. <laughs> yep. yep. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay oh gosh that's awesome so let's dig a, a little bit more into each of us just uh, as something fun and and something to think about and the answer to this cannot be steak okay so 
Ah. What is your favorite meal outside of steak? Oh, I, I can I can nail this one no problem because I make it. I, I mean, you could probably almost guess. I'd have to go with cajitas. I, I I made it a couple times and I posted the pictures of it and uh, it's it's not steak, but it is a very close okay. second. Okay, so so break it down for those that don't know um, what that is. What what you go ahead and break that down real. Quick. All right. Well, let me just start off by saying every good recipe should start with a ten pound pork butt and six pounds yeah. of lard, and then. Uh, <laughs> Is that it, a it, it, sticker anywhere that we can, you know, put? It's gonna, it, it should be on a shirt right next to steaks over shakes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it's it's traditional Mexican. It, it's it, it takes a few hours to make. It's traditional Mexican food. It, it's essentially slow fried pork in a copper pot. Ideally, you can really do it in anything. And I mean, there's only a handful of ingredients. There's like five ingredients in it. You just add it in intervals, and you just keep stirring this thing. And and about three hours later, you just and it, I guess uh, you could compare it to like when you deep fry a turkey, like you, you, you think about deep frying a turkey and the first time you hear that, you're like, that sounds terrible. Like, well, that's going to be the greasiest, nastiest mess I've ever experienced. But then you try a deep fried turkey and you realize it's mm-hmm. delicious. Uh, this, this kind of follows the same suit. Because, I mean, you're, you're frying it in lard for a total of probably three, three and a half mm-hmm. hours. And it just it turns the pork this like buttery, soft velvety deliciousness that it, it's just you just got to try it come over i'll make it for you guys it's worth it <laughs> I, I will take you up on that i'm right down the road uh, <laughs> i will have to get a plane ticket but uh i'll see what i can do i'll see what i can do yeah search my name in the group alberto e-l-b-e-r-t-o and that's a, a painfully boring story as to how that came up but i'll break it down for you guys sometime and then carnitas c-a-r-n-i-t-a-s i've made it a handful of times um, ton of pictures on there, probably a breakdown of how I did it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. worth it. The only thing that's missing is the part that you can't eat, which is the corn tortilla. But luckily my local grocery store has jicama mm-hmm. tortillas, which is very thinly sliced jicama, which is hundred percent keto. And, uh, now another thing, as you guys are probably all aware by now, there are certain things that when you go keto that you're never going to find a replacement for, but the key is you're never going to replace it, but you, you're going to find something else that mm-hmm. fits the bill. Like this is definitely not a corn tortilla, but it fits the bill quite nice. And you got so many other complex flavors going on that that is the least of your concerns in this recipe. Yeah, the 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 pictures just make my mouth water every time that you make it. So yeah, totally totally agree. Jim, how about you? Well, since um, I'm in Indiana, we get all four seasons. I don't think you guys get as much of that down in Texas. So. Um, when as we're recording this, we're coming out of winter into spring, and one of the winter favorites for me was what they call um, Mississippi roast, Mississippi pot roast. So you get about a two to three pound. Um, you could do like a pork shoulder, you can do a roast, um, you know, whatever kind of meat you want. Really, um, throw it in a slow cooker with a stick of butter, um, a bunch of those pepperoncini peppers. Uh, you can do a package of au jus gravy mix. And then um, you can do a ranch, a packet of ranch seasoning as well. Uh, You can kind of play around with this and you can search online for different options with that, um, depending on how you want your seasoning to be, so to speak. But throw that in a a slow cooker for about eight hours on low. Uh, Throw some juice on it a couple times during that as well. And it just falls apart and um, so tender and juicy and everything. And um, it's just, it's, just happiness in a bowl when you're done and um great on a cold winter's day 
Um, definitely good for leftovers for a couple of days as well. Uh, the other thing that I have uh, started really enjoying is uh, Crackslaw. And again, there are all different kinds of variations of this, but I buy a bag of coleslaw mix at the grocery store, and it's usually a pound is less than $2 for that. Um, you can do sausage, you can do ground beef, you can do different things, but you fry up the meat, uh, throw in the coleslaw, add a little bit of soy sauce, some ginger, um, some salt and pepper, again, seasoning to taste or whatever. And that stuff is just, it's kind of like a uh, an unwrapped spring roll. And nice. the, it fits the bill so, so well, because you get the green stuff, you get the protein from the meat and everything. Usually the last two or three days in the fridge. Um, so it's not something that can stick around for all week, but, um, definitely something, uh, for variation for two or three days for sure. Very cool. So I'm rather than having a full recipe, I'm going to go with what I actually made earlier today. And, and part of this is that my wife does most of the cooking in the house. And that's largely because she's almost a gourmet chef. Like she's just that good. Um, and so, um, I am blessed. She does most of our meal prep for us. And so I help a little, I do the sous chef thing, but I can't call that stuff mine. But well, the thing that I like to make that's a, a fully keto thing is a pork belly. And I just basically slice it, uh, slice the, the fat end of it nice and deep, do it crosswise and uh, do a kind of crisscross pattern, throw it in salt, pepper, Throw it in the oven, roast it at about 325 today for about three hours. And uh, when that's done, you dig in. And I ate half of it. I wanted to eat all of it today. Um, but I, I'm like, but then I won't have any more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, right. so I, you know. Yeah, uh, so that that's going to be my my favorite uh, keto meal. That's not steak. Is is pork belly uh, made at home, simple, plain. My wife will do it all deep fried and you know marinated and all that stuff. I don't I don't do any of that stuff. I, I keep it simple um, as best I can because that's that's the level of gourmet that I'm capable of. Um, okay, so um, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. We're, we're starting to come up on time, um, but I, I'd like to go around real quickly to each of us and. Um, Kind of get your ideas, your hopes, your plans for the future of this podcast, where it's uh, going to go, what type of impact it's going to have. So, uh, Jim, why don't you start off with that? Well, I think if you've made it through this long, you obviously get a good vibe of what we are as individuals and as a group. So there is um, there's good information that we can help. Uh, share with our podcast listeners. There's humor in there for sure. Um, we want everybody to be successful. As Alberto said a little bit ago, um, you know, this isn't about us um, patting our backs for anything. We're simply trying to take what we have learned and shared in the group in our own individual research on the ketogenic way of eating and taking it to the next level. Um, there is uh, something pretty unique about our group um, not just in this, the core of admins and moderators for the Facebook group, but, uh, the thousands of guys that are in there. Um, and you know, we want to hear from you. We want to get your feedback, um, on the podcast as you listen and tune in and, uh, let us know what you're struggling with, what we can do to help you. Um, but I really just think, um, you know, jumping in, asking questions, learning about this and everything, um, you're going to find some benefit for sure. And if you don't, well, you're going to hear about a guy in Indiana that talks about his three Labradors periodically. You're going to talk to a guy in Texas who has a gourmet wife uh, or gourmet chef for a wife. 
And then you're going to have a guy who has defeated every ache and pain and does all this beautiful artwork on vehicles and everything. And we're all pretty happy guys. So what's wrong with listening to that for an hour? Or so? I, I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't think touche. Alberto, how about you? What What are you most excited for uh, as we continue with with building these podcasts and building building this thing that we're getting started? Oh, uh, just uh, honestly, we, we had briefly mentioned it before is uh, is being able to 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 have a podcast, but that also is so interwebbed with a Facebook page and with with all the with all the members that are in that Facebook page and and their stories. And, and maybe at some point in time, we can toss around the idea of getting some of our members on and, and you know, talk to them and get to know their struggles and to just, it just kind of grow our little inner community just to make it bigger and stronger. And, uh, and like, and I'll go ahead and say right now, I am a self-proclaimed butter chugging fat fiend, which is a, is a controversial topic in the, the world of keto, but I, I do not want to limit this podcast just to the way I do things for my personal reasons. If, if someone found a different approach to it that's working for them and they have a really good reason as to why, that person's little story might help some other person who's who's kind of afraid to, to put their question out there in the group and maybe listening to this podcast will spark a little idea and they'll do their own little experimenting and six months later, here's his first post. I heard this on the on the podcast and I've you know it worked for me and here's that shirt I bought seven years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't agree with that more, Alberto. I think it's important to to know that that while we're ketogenic, we're not of any specific camp. Uh, we all have our camps that we came from necessary that that you know in the the school of thought that maybe we started from, but we've all adapted. Uh, and found what worked for ourselves and the people that we have on, whether they be a quote unquote professional, whether they be a member from the group, um, whoever that may be, uh, they found the version of keto that worked for them. And there, there's a basis there to, to it, but there's that, that basis is just the common thread that binds us all together. We all have to find what works for us individually because none of us are exactly the same. I am not uh, the one uh, like Alberto that has this amazing um, metabolism at this point uh, because he's worked his tail off and he can't, you know, can't gain weight at this point unless he really, really tries, um, you know, it, to, to, to lift heavy and eat a whole bunch of meat. Um, I'm the other way around i at this particular point in time i could i can still put weight back on and so i'm at a different point in my journey than these two guys and i'm excited uh, and to answer my question was i'm excited to get to kind of record uh, some, about some of my journey and to talk with people about theirs um and and that is part of uh we've we mentioned it uh but I'll, I'll reiterate again if you have a story uh that you might want to tell reach out to to one of us and we would love to talk to you a little bit and um and and see if there's a way that uh, we could fit you in on the schedule or something because we aren't just wanting to talk to the again quote unquote professionals while we'll have them on um, we also want to hear real stories from real people because that's important. Um, all of us uh, in this community, uh, on the Facebook group, or just in the world in general, we're all individuals. We're all real people. And we need to know that other real people just like us can do it, can find balance, can find optimal health. And so that's what I'm excited for. That's what I'm uh, looking forward to in the plans to the future. 
So any, any final notes, gents? Uh, is there any other things that, that we can think of before we completely wrap things up? I think we're in it for the long haul. I think you're going to hear a lot of great stuff. Um, our listeners are really going to um, get some benefit out of every podcast. So um, please, of course, subscribe, like, follow all of that good stuff. Uh, request to join our Facebook group. You can go to theketomansclub.com. That'll redirect you to the Facebook page. Um, and uh, there's a lot of things coming up that we're very excited for. And um, a special shout out to you, Chris, who is um, manning mission control there and making all of this uh, happen and everything. I am very excited for uh, this to continue on and grow and help a lot of people out there. Absolutely. Parting shark, Alberto? Uh, just looking forward to what this is going to bring. I'm excited to, to kind of take our little virtual landscape to the next level. Yeah, that's really about it, man. I'm just looking forward to, to, to how this is all going to work out and how we're going to be able to help people. Absolutely. Okay, guys, and everybody else out there listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will see you again next week. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.